Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, and you just entered the database. And for today's issue, as I wish you a good moed, or a moadim simcha, this would be a great opportunity to talk a little bit about chal hamoed. And there's a lot to be said about chal hamoed. And what is interesting is that, you know, we have chal hamoed two times a year, every, every Sukkot and every Pesach. And it's interesting that we have these intermediate days. What exactly are they for? What's their purpose? But beyond that, there's the more fundamental, more basic aspect of Chalamoid that um, comes off maybe, I guess, in the form of a peeve to many or just something that goes unnoticed to so many more. And that is that Chalamoid, in a certain sense, is seen more as Chol than it is Moed. And... That's something that, at the very least, can use our attention. The very most um, can use application of, of a stronger um, sensitivity in our actions to the holiness, the kedusha of Cholamoid. As in fact, it says in Perkiavos that um, there's a certain level of disparagement that Chazal have for someone who is mevaze memoados. And the Mepharshim say this is a reference to being Mavaza Chalamoid. And, and this, this um, comes out in the way we observe um, Halacha on Chalamoid. And that's something that, again, can use a little bit of our attention. So before we go any further, I just want to thank our sponsors, the Nishmas Shmuel Menachem and Ari Leib, and Leah Bas Avraham, their Nishamas should have an Aliyah. And now let's go into a little bit of Chalamoid. So as I said, in terms of Chalamoid, there's a lot to know about Chalamoid. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Tuf Kuf Lamed, that's 530. And all the way to Tuf Kuf Memches, that's 548. We have all the different halachos of Chalmoid. What, what, what exactly is mutter to do on Chalmoid? What's usser in terms of shaving and nail cutting and, and uh, laundering, business, and all the different aspects of, of the day. And you don't, you know, if you find that the Shulchan Aruch and uh, the Nosei Kalim there are too difficult to go through to understand what's really mutter or not. So honestly, I would still say that really no one has an excuse because the, the, the Art Scroll Halacha series has an excellent uh, handbook on Chalamoid. Uh, maybe it's a little bit bigger than a handbook, but it's, um, it's comprehensive. It's a review of Chalamoid by Rabbi David Zucker and Rabbi Moshe Francis. The book is called Chalamoid. You know, easy to remember. And I got the book at least um, when my father bought it for me many years ago. Um, we got it for twenty four ninety nine. Um, that's twenty four dollars ninety nine cents. Um, I guess with tax. And you can tell me. You can reach out to me at the database at gmail.org, Sorry, gmail.com. Um, it's, if if you um, if if you want to tell me that I got it on a bargain or that I got gypped on the price, if you found a cheaper price for this this safer. But this is a safer that everyone has to have. It goes through the, you know, the the all the halachas that you need to know, and the you know you know spanning from tefillin to simcha to all the different kinds of malachos that or the categories of malachos that one has to be worried about. Right there's there's a lot that is mutter, and this and this allows for a lot of leniency, which we find in Chalmoid. The big problem is that a lot of us don't completely recognize 
how much is actually not in Mutar and Cholamoid. When Chazal outlined what, um, what of Cholamoid was Mutar, what was Aser, so the starting point really was that Malacha is Aser, which is, um, which is based in Diaraisa, and then the question is, okay, well, what did they permit? Right, and the, 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 five, uh, the five categories in Halacha, we have Tzarech Moed, work that's needed for the festival, Tzarech Ochel Nefesh, work needed to prepare food, Tzarech Rabim, work that has to be done to fulfill community need, Andavar Ha'aved, something that's going to, um, um, something that can be done to avoid a loss or damage, or of course, Poel She'en Lamashiochal, a laborer who lacks the means to, you know, that, to make ends meet, to have food to put on his table. So these, are, these were areas where malacha was permitted. And again, so this, this, this makes way for many leniencies, but again, it's very easy to lose sight of the moed aspect of chol moed. And although we tend to treat chol moed with the emphasis on the chol, really chol moed is something that if you, if, you know, if you care about what Chazal held sacred, if you care about what the Torah holds sacred, so there is a kedusha to chol moed. In fact, Rosh Chodesh, we spoke about this in a previous Ashir, Rosh Chodesh was supposed to be a Moed, and now it's, it's only, um, you know, it's only a, a, a Moed for women in a certain sense, and that manifests itself in things like um, the, the, um, the refraining from laundry um, and other, and other um, areas of Halacha that overlap with that. So, what, what, what else? Well, what else should we know about Chol Moed? So if you're, if you're a person, um, now I, in terms of the discussion about tefillin on Chol Moed, so I think, um, you know, tefillin is a very, you know, important um, aspect which puts into the forefront of our minds how much of Chol Moed is Chol and how much of it is Moed. happens to be that tefillin is one of these areas that's completely um, or very highly subject to your family minhag. But um, and you know, it's, it's, and also you find variants even between Ashkenaz and Sfard uh, within Ashkenaz within Sfard I believe you find different uh, minhagim. Happens to be that my family minhag is to wear tefillin, but if you're, if you're if your family minhag is to not wear tefillin, that speaks to the higher level of kedusha that you're saying that uh, that cholamoid has an os. You know, sim- you know, now when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, when it comes to um, Musaf, and uh, most people also Hallel on, on, on Chol Moed, so they take off their tefillin before these points, which is because these areas of the davening um, are expressing the os of the day. But if you don't wear tefillin at all, what you are demonstrating by your minhag, at the very least, is that this day is a day that's highly concentrated with Moed, as opposed to Chol. And therefore, that should, um, uh, you know, all the more so for that person, that should be manifest in your actions. The, 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 um, so, um, and I'm not saying it really different, it, it doesn't actually matter if you wear tefillin a cholamoid or not. I'm just putting this uh, out there as, um, I guess, as a model for this differentiation. But for sure, the malacha, that's mutter versus aser, is going to be the same for both individuals who wear tefillin and who don't wear tefillin. But if you're someone who is happy to not be wearing on tefillin or um, which is on, on which is an unfortunate thing, and you, sh- you shouldn't be happy to not do a mitzvah unless you're, it's manifesting itself in, I'm very happy for the simchas yom tov. But if that's the case, then your cholamoid should really be treated like a yom tov, more than like a weekday. And... You know that that said, that should also be manifest in the clothing that you wear.
right? Because Cholamoid does have a certain um, halachic category as a Yom Tov, maybe not to the same extent, but in, in, um, in this, in this um, Sefer, Cholamoid, which is an English sefer, which has all the halachos easy to read. It does talk about how the the um, there there's a there's a limited form of kavod and oneg that applies to chalamoid less so than on Shabbos and Yom Tov. But um, the, these mitzvos they do find expression in the food that you eat and the clothing that you wear. In terms of the clothing. So the, the footnote here brings that there's a difference of opinion if your clothing has to be as special as your big day Shabbos or, or um, if it doesn't have to be as special as your big day Shabbos, but it's got to be close to it, um, you know, nicer than what you would wear during the, during the weekday. Some say, yeah, yes, it has to be as good as your Shabbos clothes, but it doesn't quite have to be as great as your Yom Tov clothes. And maybe, maybe um, you didn't even realize that your Yom Tov clothing is supposed to be even more special than your Shabbos clothing. Now, a lot of, a lot of us um, hardly differentiate between what we wear on Shabbos and what we wear on Chol, but this is something that, uh, sorry, Shabbos versus Yom Tov, but we should pay attention to that because that's something that, that too manifests itself in the holiness of Yom Tov. And um, th- this comes up in Halacha. It says in Halacha that your clothing on Yom Tov has to be nicer than your clothing on Shabbos, um, which is something that, you know, it's just harder to be conscious of. But, you know, if you, if you pick out a special garment that you wear um, uh, only on, on, on Yom Tov, that would, you know, that, that would be the ideal. Now, in terms of food that you should eat, so there, um, you know, there are many poskim who bring down that on Chalmoid, you should have um, a bread meal every day. Now, in this case, for, for Pesach, it would be a matzah meal. If you want to have matzah meal in that matzah meal, I guess that depends on if you eat gabrucks or not. But, but in all seriousness, a meal with matzah, some say that you should even have at least a kezayis of meat once a day on Chalmoid and have at least a revias of wine. Um, on sukkahs, we know that this is an Indian. To go out to the sukkah, to have a meal uh, day and night in the sukkah. And, you know, really sp- on sukkahs, which is a separate discussion, um, but a separate hawk on how, how little time we tend to spend in the sukkah when really you're eating, you're sleeping, and really you're, everything else basically should be in the sukkah. Um, but, of course, at the very least, to have a meal in the morning and at night um, to... Um, to, to Fulfill the mitzvah of, of Simchas Yom Tov in, in its manifestation on the level that it's supposed to be performed, even on Chal Moed. So some uh, some other ideas just to think about. Now, what I wanted to just talk about now, once we've addressed all these basic issues, is what exactly is the purpose of Chal Moed? Because we don't really have Chal Moed, you know, for all holidays. We have it for two holidays. We have it for Pesach and we have it for Sukkot, and there is a lot to be said about the connections between Pesach and Sukkot, which is for a shear um, that is not um, for now, but for a shear that definitely can use our time and attention. And it's um, there's a lot to be said about the, the relationship between Pesach and Sukkot. But um, you know, barring that for now, what is this this special um, um, special category of these intermediate days, as they're often referred to, of Cholamoid that we don't find, you know, on other holidays? Some say the Aserasimet Shuvah between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are like a Cholamoid. Okay, um, you know, there, there are halachas to be wary of at that point of the year. But, and then some even say that between um, Shvi'i Shal Pesach, or at least Pesach, and Shavuos is all, um, the Ramban um, says that this is also like a Cholamoid. And maybe so. 
and may, maybe we could find other junctures of the era where we can, um, you know, call it al pidrash. We can call it a chalamoid. But we really the the, the real halachic chalamoid is only between Pesach and or between the the, the, the yom tovim of Pesach and between the yom tovim of of Sukkot. And the question is, what exactly is their purpose? Why, why do we have them? So, in basic terms, I would say the chalamoid, um, the the whole concept of having these intermediate days, seems to be a way of being able to apply certain themes of the Yom Tov in a more Chol-like setting. Before we go from Yom Tov straight to Chol, by, by um, you know, ending Yom Tov and going back into the week, we have these intermediate days where we experience a life that has Chol in it, but it's still part of the Moed. And if you think about it, <laughs> Pesach and Sukkot are both days where we very much change a lot of our lifestyle. Um, on Sukkot, you know, you're living in a sukkah. You're not living in your house if you're doing things the right way. Pesach, we are all makbid to not eat bread. These are both real drastic changes. And there's a lot to be said about the connections between the matzah and the sukkah. These are both objects of simplicity, taking it down a notch from the higher luxury that we normally enjoy. Um, we're not in our houses, and we're not eating big fluffy bread, but we are sitting in a simple sukkah, or we are eating simple lechem oni. But the idea is whatever these things represent, apparently we're supposed to go into the chol setting, or at least the more chol-like setting, and have these life experiences, meaning that matzah is something that's supposed to change us throughout the duration of Pesach. And lifestyle in a sukkah is something that's supposed to change us throughout that duration before we go back into the regular days that we normally live. And if that's the case, we have to consider what about these things are we supposed to be working on? And if you think about the idea that that regular bread and a regular house have the symbolism of, of higher levels of materialism in the Yetzir Hara, so maybe this will speak to the idea that both of these junctures of the year are when we try to apply higher levels of Ruchnius so that when we go into the regular Chol, we would be able to do it with a higher level of inspiration and a higher level of concentration on our Avodah Hashem. Sukkot is, you know, where the year ends and we are about to go into the winter and we just came out at the Amim Norayim and we want to be able to apply all the lessons going forward. And so we isolate ourselves in the sukkah. And then, you know, hopefully we come out, and we come out ready for the world. When it comes to Pesach as well, Pesach, we are working our way towards Kabbalah Satora. And we, um, you know, whereas sukkah is about the environment around us, Pesach is something from the inside out, the matzah that's going into our system, hopefully eventually um, coming out and us being stronger from it. Um, but But the point is that there's supposed to be a real change. And if we live Chalamoid, where every aspect of Chalamoid is more Chol than it is Moed, so we can lose that. So the, I think the point for us, very simply, is to use these days of Chalamoid to instill and to ingrain and to imbibe the lessons of the Kedusha of Pesach, the Kedusha of Sukkot, whatever Yom Tov we are experiencing, and be able to uh, not only not be Mavaza then, all right, that's a minimalist view, but to view them with the Kedusha that they have and to live them with the Kedusha that they have and be able to walk out with that elevated level of Kedusha. Anyway, that takes us through 
um, uh, at least this um, the baseline topic of Chal Moed, and that's um, all the time we'll give to this Real Talk Torah for now. So in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah and all the important halachos of Chal Moed. Thanks for joining us here at the database.